أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ياسين والقرآن الحكيم إنك لمن المرسلين على صراط تنزيل العزيز الرحيم لتنذر قوما ما أنذر آباؤهم فهم غافلون لقد حق القول على أكثرهم فهم لا وجعلنا من بين أيديهم سدا ومن قلبهم سدا فأغشيناهم فهم لا يبصرون وسواء عليهم أأنذرتهم أم لم تنذرهم لا يؤمنون إنما تنذر من اتبع الذكر وخشي فبشروا بمغفرة وأجر كريم إنا نحن نحيي الموتى ونكتب ما قدموا وآثارهم وكل شيء أحصيناه في إمام مبين واضرب لهم مثلا أصحاب القرية إذ جاء أرسلنا إليهم اثنين فكذبوهما فعززنا بثالث فقالوا فقالوا إنا إليكم مرسلون قالوا ما أنتم إلا بشر مثلنا وما لنرجمنكم وليمسنكم منا عذاب أليم قالوا طائركم معكم أئن ذكرتم بل أنتم قوم مسرفون وجاء من أقصى المدينة رجل يسعى قال يا اتبعوا المرسلين اتبعوا 
يسألكم أجرا وهم مهتدون وما لي لا أعبد الذي فطرني وإليه ترجعون أتخذ من دونه آلهة إن يردني الرحمن بضر لا تغني عني شفاعتهم شيئا Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the Realist Podcast in the dunya, the three Muslims. Today, inshallah, um, Anho will be joining. We're one man short right now, mashallah, be over soon. And today we're talking about a topic that for some reason you guys always want to hear about uh, to no end. So, assalamu alaikum, how you doing, man? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Rami, how you doing, bro? Chat, how you doing? Alhamdulillah, man. Doing good, man. What is it with people and <laughs> always talking about marriage, man? I generally think in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, before the Khawarij come after me, I know that's a kufar, uh, you know, model. It's one of the main primary needs. And if you're a man watching this, if you're a woman watching this, you understand what I'm talking about. In Islam, we have halal, we have marriage. So it's very important that we do discuss this, and that's probably why a lot of brothers and sisters are wondering, how do you find a pious painting in 2023? I always hated that term so much, man. Alhamdulillah, but it's pious though, so it's all good. <laughs> so today, we do want to give a disclaimer that we are not shuyukh, and we're also not going to bring in any personal things for that matter. It's just going to be as general principles, things we have learned from experience, counseling, discussions with shuyukh, uh, Islamic text, stuff like that, inshallah. Inshallah. So firstly, I guess the big question is, how do you find a wife in 2023? Are there any, is there such thing as a good woman nowadays? Are they all horrible? Alhamdulillah. I don't like that question, bro, because anytime, see, here's the thing. We as human beings, as even as Muslims, we have too much of a degree of authority in our own minds. We think that we are kind of the necessary keystone to get things done. Now, although this is important, and as the hadith mentions, we have to tie our camel, for sure. When it comes to things like finding a spouse, who your spouse is going to be, where it is ordained and decreed for your spouse to come across you, these things are already written. So the better question should be, and I always tell men, especially men, because I counsel men, that what should I be doing with my life correctly so that I can have that correct, perfect, pious woman put into my life by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I know this is not what Red Pill will say. I know this is not what MGTOW and Black Pill, bro, subhanAllah, new day of the week, new pill. They're all going to say there's a different thing you got to do. If you are operating on this level and you go to this area or this location or these apps, you know, you take everything into your own hands. Listen, 
they're not wrong. You will get women, but you won't get a wife. Trust me. And if you get a wife, you're not going to get the wife. To get that wife, you have to be leveling up your life and fixing your affairs with Allah. So Rami, have you, have you ever had these times where you wanted to do something in life and you tried very hard, but you almost felt like you're going against the grain. You almost felt like you're trying to force something to happen and it's not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Many times, actually. And usually what ends up happening, bro? Do you usually get your way or is it most of the time whatever's decreed to happen is going to happen anyway? No, whatever's decreed to happen happens. And a lot of the time it's not what I wanted initially. But something I did want, alhamdulillah, has finally arrived. Alhamdulillah, Salaamu Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah anhu, bro. How you doing, man? Wa alaykum as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shabab, how you doing? Alhamdulillah. Bro, let me see your water bottle one more time. Like bring it, it's bring it into the, the shot. It's not even in the shot, bro. <laughs> Rami, show us your stainless steel. Come on, bro. <laughs> if you pulled up a plastic water bottle, bro, but alhamdulillah, you don't you don't got that. So Anha, we were just talking about essentially how a wife, a spouse, even if you're a sister watching this, a Muslim and you're looking for a husband to marry, these are not things that there's a specific place to look. You know, the question shouldn't be, what app should I go on? Where, what store should I be at? Should I be this masjid or should I be that masjid? This halakha group, that, you know, Islamic group in your school. If you got MSAs, you know what I'm talking about. It's none of this. Something that is so pure and ordained by Allah, like a spouse, has to be coming into your life by the will of Allah. Anha, what do you think about that so far? No, I agree 100%. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah, bro. That was a loud snort, man. Damn. Yo, we gotta, no, we gotta turn this mic gain a little low, bro. It's like wait, it's like Overlord. Yeah. Talking about mine. Yeah, yours. Yeah, I know you got that extra powerful. How about now? I think it's, it's a little better. Just, it's kind of the same, in my opinion. But just turn it down, maybe like fifteen percent. It will be good. It's a, it's a fifty percent. Fifty. Yeah. Okay, I think that's good. Inshallah. But to get yeah to get back to the topics, subhanAllah, I think one thing that people miss a lot of the time is they're they're always looking for what's out there, um, and they want a good spouse. And may Allah subhanahu wa grant everyone a good spouse. But at the same time, they're not. How many people are really focused on being a good spouse? How many people are really focused on being ready to take someone into their life? Because a lot of guys will always talk about you know, uh, and I think maybe we were like this once upon a time. There's always a big game talk about I'm gonna have four wives and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and they're all gonna submit and they're gonna. And then you get married and then, <laughs> then you get married and then you realize that um, a lot of that was just talk. Now I'm not saying pleasure is wrong. Pleasure is beautiful, man. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless everyone in their marriages. Allahumma ameen. But um, I was gonna Allah, say, bro, I was like, nah, they still gonna submit, bro. A lot of uh, submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first and foremost, alhamdulillah. Um, but there's um there's a huge discrepancy with yani, you know, people who look at marriage on the forefront and they're like, I want this, 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 and that. And mm -hmm. they're not really looking at what they are able to offer their, their husband or their, their wife. So, and let me slip in, slip this in and say that a man needs to be worthy of submission to a woman. You know, a, woman, a lot of the time, it's not just going to submit to a random man. You know, she's going to follow the leadership of a man who she admires, who she loves, who she knows is responsible, which means you have to be a lovable, admirable, respectable man. Are you that man? To begin with, you know, Allahu Alam. So yes, 100%. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala uh, will bless everyone 
when the time comes, but you have to make sure that you are uh, ready, you know, to be a husband mm-hmm. or to be a wife. Hundred percent, bro. See, the thing with submission, I know a lot of women, and nowadays men too, they have an issue with this. See, women are triggered by this because they they have this idea in their mind that do I have to submit to a man that I want to submit to just because Allah tells me to submit to my husband? That's like the biggest fear of a woman. They don't want to submit to just any man, like you mentioned, Allah Mubarak. You have to be a man that is worthy of a woman following his lead. A woman that sees you as a man that she wants to obey, that she wants to please. Because she knows that you have such correct authority and leadership and you are kawam to the energy that no matter what, she's going to want to follow you because she knows that everything you do is generally with her best interest in mind. Not because you're trying to exploit her and not because of some red pill game or some nonsense like this. Of course not. And for a woman too, understand that if there's a specific caliber of woman that you want, if you want her to be very feminine, she's probably not going to want to be with a feminine guy. This is just common sense. I find that way too many men today, they are following advice that perhaps was told to them by society or to family when they were really young. And it's, it's kind of the opposite of red pill. I, don't, I hate using these terms, red pill and blue pill, but it's very idealistic advice. And when you look at Rasulullah when you look at the Sahaba, they had the perfect balance of when to be fierce and, you know, territorial and go to war and really spread the deen of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and be very masculine and tough. But then they also knew how to soften with their wives, how to be with their family. There was no red pill game, pick up, megtown, none of this energy, bro. That's why I love the Islamic tradition because it generally teaches you how to be a man in the eyes of Allah, like a real man. Because as I, I heard this, uh, this one quote by Sheikh Ali Hamouda, he basically said that all men are males, but not all males are men. That's very true, unfortunately. And I think it's clear that there's a, like an epidemic uh, or there's like a, a pushback against masculinity, against men. I think... I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but I'm going to pretend I don't. Uh, they're pushing back against masculinity. They don't want people to be firm, strong, disagreeable. Um, you know, it's funny because the right to bear arms in America um, was preserved by the founding fathers of liberalism in case the government uh, ever became too tyrannical and forced things on people and, and they needed to overthrow. That's literally why the right to bear arms exists in America. So it's funny how, you know, 200 whatever years later, we've fallen so far where it, it's impossible to, to envision such a thing when the founding fathers of this whole ideology and this everything that's come from it had that for that exact reason because they just came out of a revolution might i add so as a man you have to unfortunately push back against all of that and it's people people become overwhelmed they think oh i have to push back against it's going to be fight it's going to be difficult allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you the way right you're not just inventing a way as you go you're just following islam you're just submitting to allah you're just doing what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you to do so, you know, it's, it's really, it, you have the blueprint. I'm not going to say it's easy, but you have the blueprint. You know what to do. You just got to go for it and do it. The Prophet ﷺ, uh, let me jump in with the hadith. Obviously, it's the most important advice of the, advice of the Prophet ﷺ. He said that a man would get married for basically one of four reasons. I believe the reasons were wealth, status, uh, lineage, or sorry, beauty, or uh, deen, religion. He said, if you want to be from the successful ones, marry for your religion. So you as a Muslim man have to have good religion, obviously. 
And when you look for a, a pious spouse, you have to make sure that her religion and maybe even her family's religion is good as well. Because then you would mitigate any issues that would, you would face afterwards. And it's, it's, it's difficult. But like I mentioned, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills it for you, it will come your way. So put less pressure on yourself. Do everything you can to be ready. And then put the rest in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mean, bro, that's, that's top tier advice. I love that you, you focus on the aspect that we have things in our control. And then after that, the little details, bro, the minutiae, leave these things to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entirely. I completely agree. Why do you think, though, there's still an epidemic currently that people are DMing us, for example, oh, should I use that app? Should I use this app? Matter of fact, bro, these apps themselves are DMing us to collab and make sponsorships with them. We and never will. Subhanallah. We, never, we literally never will. No dating app, Muslim yeah. dating app, Muslim marriage app. Don't message us. We're not going to collab with anything. Yeah, I even I even click on these these websites, bro. It's like something match and something this and sunnah something. And it always says halal Muslim dating. Muslim dating. Dating for Muslims. Like, what does that even mean, bro? Because clearly we don't do this stuff. And Islamically, there is a way that we have to do the courtship period. Of course, proposing to the father uh, on behalf of, obviously, to the girl. And we'll go over all these things. But Rami and Anha, why do you guys think that there's an epidemic of people trying to take things into their own hands? Anul, you want to jump in first? I think it's because it's so difficult at this point in time. You know, like we did. Let's go into this, bro, inshallah. I mean, it's pretty common sense. You know, you ask any brother, hey, what's your life look like? He might tell you what, he's either at school or he's at work, goes to the masjid maybe, maybe goes to the gym, and then he might hang out with friends, he might not, and then he's just at home on internet. Where is he going to meet a woman here? Where is he even going to find the potential woman? And then the Muslims, if they're actually being proper, where are they going to find, like, proper Muslim men? You know, some people might say, oh, in the masjid, in the masjid, but come on, bro. Be realistic. You can't even get to the, uh, the other sexist side of the masjid, bro. <laughs> what exactly. are you going to do there? <laughs> exactly. Unless it's the modern masjid, bro, with no dividers. Yeah, but to answer the question, um, I think it's very easy for people to get desperate, and I think they do it out of desperation. You know, it's, it's very easy, especially with social media, to look, oh my God, this person just got married. That literal, literal social media influencer, a million followers just got married. How come I can't? It's like, bro, they got a million followers, 500,000 uh, people, you know, um, uh, girls in their, in their following, you know, it's going to happen eventually. But people, it's easy for them to feel desperate to look, oh, you know, these people are married and I'm not. You know, and they, they sometimes, unfortunately, they lose patience. They lose um, kind of sight in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and, and trust in Him. And then they think, you know what, maybe if, maybe if only I do this or do that, it, things will work out. So they, then they, they start to water down their, their religion and their practice and their mm. execution of how to properly get married. They forego certain things that are important. And then they start downloading these apps because they have halal in it. Oh my God, it says halal dating. Wow. Just like halal weed and halal alcohol. Wow. Amazing. Astaghfirullah. It makes no sense. It's a complete contradiction. And if you, the, the, I don't think the goal is to get married. If you were to ask these people, is the goal to get married or to have a successful marriage and stay married, 
they would say to have a successful marriage and stay married, not just to get married. And okay, so how do you do that? Well, you have to pick the right person. So the focus is on picking the right person, not picking a person that's on an app just so you can get married ASAP. I'd personally rather get married when I'm 30 if it's going to be long lasting than get married when I'm, you know, uh, this age 22 and, and divorced three months afterwards. Because I met her on an app. So, Wallahi, bro, because there's a clear distinction between when Allah wills for someone to be in your life versus when you just find a wife, a woman, bro, and you just marry her. Anyone can do that, bro. It's not difficult to get a woman if you're a man today. And if you're a, a woman, it's even easier to get a man. It's not difficult. But to have that person that you have trust in Allah to put in your life, that's difficult because Allah is only going to do it when it's divine standard time. Allah is not going to do it just any time. You get what I mean? Like if you just wake up tomorrow and you're like, I, I want a wife, it's probably not going to happen. Now, if you force it, I guarantee you, you can find a single Muslim, right? You could do it the halal way too, but we're not with that. No, we're not saying delay marriage, of course, and we're not going to deny that haram relationships don't happen today. We've made many podcasts in the past, right, about all these things, but we are saying that have tawakkul in Allah and check off all of the things on your to-do list as a Muslim man or a Muslim woman. These things in summation, in short, we can go over them. But number one, just like Rami was saying, if you're looking for deen and a spouse, as the hadith mentions, we should. You should focus on your own deen too. You shouldn't be looking for, you know, this whole Western myth of the better half or my better half, like they'll complete me or something like that. Oh, I'm looking for the wife that will wake me up for Fajr. Meanwhile, I'm skipping Fajr every single day. There's, this, is, this is fairy tale, bro. We should be fix, fixing our deen to the point where when we get married, it only enhances it. It completes half your deen. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. 100%. But you got to have half to begin with. Yeah, 100%. And um, I remember hearing that the, the half only applies to men. I don't know if that's true or not. So someone can confirm or deny, but I remember hearing that before. Mm. Um, in the Prophet he said that the, the best of temporary enjoyment is, is, is a pious wife. You know, so there's actually evidence from the sunnah to show that a pious wife is something that yeah, young men should enjoy and should aspire to have. I do want to take some super chats. So Phantom said, uh, finding a Muslim woman in the West uh, that's not a feminist is, also, is almost impossible these days. W topic, by the way, brothers, is a huge issue amongst young Muslims. May Allah subhanahu wa bless you. And Jazakallah khair for the super chat. So either you want to jump in. Yeah, so have, have you guys actually given any proper solutions for them instead of saying what not to do? No, not yet, bro. We're going to get to that. What are you talking about? I just did. Or wait, well, define a proper solution. I think it means practical steps. Oh, I see. No, no, we didn't get to that yet. So first, to answer the question, um, unfortunately, uh, just like liberalism, capitalism, other isms, uh, feminism has crept into the minds of uh, many people, including Muslims, not just women, men as well. And it's difficult, yes, to find people who haven't uh, kind of succumbed mentally to that way. But I think, it, I think it's, it exists in degrees, right? Not every you know, feminist or feminism-inflicted person is, is the same. Um, there, there might be some people who have kind of like feminist tendencies or subtle feminist beliefs in the beginning that if you correct them, they will listen Islamically. And that's because they, they value their deen over everything. But you'll, have, you'll find the people that just will not. They, for some reason, they treat feminism as if, as if it is their deen. And for these people, you have to avoid them. So it, it, is, it is difficult, but don't become desperate. Again, trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These women exist. You are probably a young man who 
believes in Allah, practices a religion, and, and didn't succumb to liberalism and feminism and all that stuff. So if you are a young man who has done that, why don't you think there's a young woman who's done the same? They exist even if they're, they're, they're slim in number. So, I mean, that's, that's what I have to say about that. You guys want to add anything? No. You definitely said what needed to be said, bro. Allahumma barik. And then there's another super chat. I want to get them because I don't want to miss any of them. Sas El Jazakallahir says, I think you guys are not being real with the red pill. I want to call out Rami, especially we can all sit and call to Allah, but again, we can't avoid reality. Well, please be more specific with what you mean. I mean, yeah, what do you mean we're not being real with the RP? Red pill. Do you think because we're saying that no, you shouldn't follow RP, that we are. BP. <laughs> uh, That's funny, man. It's almost like you, you, bro. The way you talk, and I'm talking to not necessarily this, this subscriber that sent the super chat in, bro. Which for the by the way, Barakallahu for supporting the channel. But just a lot of these red pill clowns, they'll almost act like it's binary. You're either red pill or blue pill. You're either alpha according to red pill or you're beta according to red pill. It's it's cringe, bro. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I find it also so. I find it funny almost that a lot of these like no name, no face accounts of these young like hot headed guys are like you're a beta male, you're blue pilled. At the same time, if you ask them what a high value man is, people who are online being criticized usually have a lot more of the things that the person criticizing them has, like like fame. People online. Like, alhamdulillah, with our platform, other platform, like, they'll criticize people with, like, 100,000 uh, or a million subs and calling them a beta. And at the same time, they think that being a high-value man means that you have influence, you have power and fame. They'll criticize someone who's making, like, uh, you know, 100,000, $500,000 a month for being beta or whatever. But they, th that's the definition of high-value man, someone who makes a lot of money. Uh, so I, I think it's funny, to be honest, that people with no name, no face, no account, uh, really just, just comment these things about people. But... Um, oh, exactly, bro. Put up. You're a beta male. You you're a blue pilled. I don't think you was. Man wrote blue pulled, bro. Pulled. Like pulled pork. <laughs> I think he was being sarcastic, making fun of the people. But mm. yeah. So Anhong, I think you made a good point before. You know what are the actual practical steps? So firstly, I want to remind everyone, when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wills, it will happen. All right. I know that sounds cliche, but think about it. Right. Go ask anyone who got married. I guess don't include arranged marriages. And by the way, I think arranged marriages are a good way to go, good route to go sometimes, right? Not forced, obviously, but arranged. And if you don't like the person, you don't like them. But, you know, going through family sometimes is, is a blessing. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you guys. But when you find someone who just found their spouse or whatever, and it wasn't arranged, if you were to ask them, you know, how it happened, a lot of them are going to say, it, honestly, it just kind of happened. I met them here and then boom, all of a sudden it's like, you know, I spoke to her father and then they were on board and I got their blessing and then we did the nikah and then we did the walima and, and we were just married and, you know, we had a rough patch in the beginning and then we, we got through it and now we're happy, you know, or maybe some people end divorce, which is a problem we need to deal with, inshallah, what, maybe an upcoming episode on that, but it's, it's just going to happen when Allah subhanahu wa wills. So I don't want to go on for too long. Um, so if you guys want to jump in, what is the first practical step? I would say fix your relationship with Allah, first and foremost. Because I guarantee you this, if you're cutting corners with Allah, don't be surprised if something happens to you where you kind of get a bait and switch coming your way, where 
you have something good, but then you get it stripped away from you. Or you have something promising, but it doesn't work out. And then if you really end up getting angry at Allah, who you really, why are you getting angry at Allah? Allah is the only one that can change your affairs. But for that, you need to change your affairs with Allah. And it's not, I'm not going to say it's easy, bro. Listen, we, me and Rami, we were born Muslims. Alhamdulillah. Rami, you were a revert. But regardless, bro, here... Rami, you mean Anhal? Yeah, me and you, Rami, we were born Muslims. Anhal's a revert, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what, bro, across, across the board, together, all of us, regardless, it was difficult. It was a struggle to get on deen. And it's still a struggle. It's a daily struggle, bro. Waking up for Fajr, praying five times a day, doing what's obligatory. But we want to do these things for the sake of Allah. And we continue to do them because, number one, we should be doing these things by virtue of Allah being praiseworthy to begin with. And number two, so that Allah continues to bestow barakah in our life. There should be no excuses with these things. And I get it. It's not a matter of always wanting to feel like doing these things. But we still got to do them regardless, bro. So I would say, number one, fixing your relationship with Allah and if you don't know how or where to begin, just check out some of our very early fundamental videos. Start with Salah, Salah. But also read the Quran and understand who you're even praying to. Why are we praying? Change your relationship with the Salah. Now, Anho, what about you? What would you give as your first advice? Step number two is level up. Become the best man that you can possibly be because imagine Allah actually does put this proper woman in your life or if you're a woman let me speak for the men first before I get all over the place become the best man that you can be because if Allah puts proper A1 woman in your life and you're not ready for this it's on you right but if you've been leveling up if you've been doing everything possible becoming the best man that you can possibly be alright then you know what Allah puts in your life, you are deserving of it. And you will continue to show your worth and show that you are worthy by continuing to level up and continuing to become better. And what does that look like practically? Well, imagine you have anger issues and you can't even control yourself and you're over here snapping at everyone. Do you think that this is what the best version of yourself would be like? Do you think that the... If you were to look at yourself and if you were at like a top, 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 like the highest level caliber of man that you could ever be, do you think that this man would be over here snapping and letting his anger control him? Probably not. So imagine you don't take care of this and then a woman comes into your life and she's going to test you and getting angry. Like, Do you think that you're going to deserve this? Or do you think Allah is going to strip it away from you because you're going to fail the test? So again, it's learning to find your flaws and learning to make those flaws into strengths. Alhamdulillah. That's a great point. Jazakallah khair. I would say step number three would be um, know what you want. Know what uh, is an absolute. And and know that. Or, or know, how do I say it? Have a list of absolutes, have a list of things that you, you would want that are a bit flexible. So you might want um, you might want a woman who wears naqab as an absolute. Okay, write that down as, as an absolute. And stay true to it. You know, if you as a man just absolutely need a wife who is a naqabi or a wife who is of a certain madhab or something like that, then, you know, don't, don't reduce the things that you absolutely 
need in a marriage out of desperation. Don't. Ooh, can you go into that, bro? Can you go into out of desperation? Yeah, so I believe before we were talking about, like a, like a long time ago, maybe two years ago, we were talking about um, abundance mindset and scarcity mindset. Um, abundance mindset is kind of like, you know, you, you, you're not worried about losing this one thing or this one opportunity or this one person because you know that Allah SWT is going to provide. I'm putting in Islamic twist on it. You know Allah SWT is going to provide for you. Scarcity mindset is I need to get this now or else I'm never going to have this opportunity again. Let me do anything and sacrifice everything just to get this one thing. That is scarcity. So if you think, you know, if you need your wife to pray five times a day on time, uh, which every, everyone should, you know, work to achieve, obviously, and look for then don't be like, oh, you know, she misses Fajr, she skips it. It's okay. I just want to get married. What you're doing is ruining yourself. You are ruining yourself because you're getting into a marriage where you have a partner that is already lacking in their deen on something that is uh, a right that Allah has over her, an obligation she has to fulfill. So what makes you think she's going to uphold your obligations? Right? Hmm. So... You have to stay true to the things you actually want. Then you're going to have things that you don't really need. You know, maybe some men don't want their wives working at all. So, okay, uh, maybe you'd be okay with her working from home. So it's not that, oh, I don't want her to have money. It's just I don't want her out of the house, something like that. Okay, no worries. Maybe you'd be okay with her working from home. You have that wiggle room for, uh, you know, for your potential suitor to fit in, you know, into that criteria. And the same thing for women, you know, don't, if you don't, if you want to be fully provided for by a guy, that's fine. You know, ask him uh, how much he makes. Ask him if he'll be able to do that. Say, this is my right as a woman. I want to be fully taken care of. Uh, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. No problem. And if you can't, then okay, walk away. Just don't get yourself in a situation or a relationship where you know it's not going to work with what you want, even if you, you, you love the person or feel whatever, because long-term, it, it, it's really going to come back and bite you in the butt. So know what you want. After step two, which is, you know, become the, the best version of yourself. bro. I got two questions for you. Now, number one, I like the advice that you gave. And I want people to follow this advice while simultaneously not going too much into the other extreme as well. To the point where everything is a non-negotiable now. And all the things they have in the non-negotiable are not even realistic, bro. They're things that, and, and this, this does not mean by any means settle for a spouse whatsoever. But we can't have everything as a non-negotiable. We have to be realistic with, number one, where you are at and the options that you have. And number two, what is realistic in today's time? Given the day and the age, this doesn't mean, once again, settle at all. Um, but it means just be realistic with your life. Now, the question that I have to you is, what are the parameters in your advice? It can be personal or it can be based in deen. For these non-negotiables, should these non-negotiables be things that are permissible, and obligatory or should they be preferential things for example a lot of men they have a non-negotiable that i need this woman to have her v-card for example other men say i need this woman to come from this type of background things that are preferential but there's also things out of their control so where do you stand with that well again like you mentioned it's it's a matter of personal preference right the, the whole virginity thing you know th there are some guys that would marry a, a divorced woman a widowed woman maybe as a first second third or fourth wife and there are some guys many guys most guys i'd say absolutely i want my wife to be a virgin and that's completely fine um i'm, I'm not within uh, my right to tell people what they need to do or, or don't need to do um that's up to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and allah didn't place any obligation i think in in, in the sunnah it's just acknowledged 
that that men generally desire virgins you know um, in the quran as well men generally desire virgins and that's fine there's no problem what's important what actually matters is your religion and her religion if if and this is why the feminism discussion is so important because if she does not value her religion and islam and allah above anything else and everything else then that is not going to work out. You will be affected. Your kids will be affected. She will not stand for your rights. If you as a man are freaking so bombarded with the red pill garbage that you're, you know, you're going to cause, uh, you're going to cause yourself to slip up in your relationship. You're not going to give your wife her rights. You're not going to give your kids your rights. You're going to teach your kids this horrible, you know, if you don't make X amount of money, then you're not high value. Then, you know, you're, you're going to damage your own kids. You have to value Islam and Allah first and foremost. And if the person doesn't do that, then that's that's a red line. So take the obligations of Islam and make them make them obligations in your list. That's mm, what I would say. That's fire, bro. How many red pill videos say there's you're either an alpha male or a beta male provider? <laughs> Fellas, if you really think providing for your woman makes you a beta, bro, I then I have nothing else to say. Let your woman go out there, work, free mix, you know, go go be independent. By all means, if you think Doing that doesn't make you a simp, then by all means, I, I don't even know what else to tell you. But this is what happens when you follow, as Rami says, red pill garbage and all of these man-made ideologies that are going to be changing to the tune of societal drums every single day. Or you can follow Islam, which comes from Allah, number one. It's divinely sent. It's proven. It's tried. It's tested. And it will always work until the end of time. Alhamdulillah. Anhal, you want to jump in or should we take the super chat? I forgot the question, so you can take the super chat. <laughs> All right. Uh, Racing Burger, that's quite the name. Jazakallah Khair says, It quotes the Quran and seek help through patience and prayer. Indeed, it is a burden except for the humble. Talking about salah. You know, it's a burden to those except for the humble. Um, in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 45, Make dua my single brothers for a seeking wife. Yes, dua changes qadr and the dua is the weapon of the believer. Alhamdulillah. And it's, it's, it's imagine, like, imagine a world without dua, where you can't ask Allah to bless you and give you things. SubhanAllah. You know, that would be, that's, that breaks my heart just to think about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us. And it, just with the ability to communicate and ask for Him and call upon Him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when my servants ask about me, tell them I am near. And I respond to the call of the supplicant when they call. Tortoise King, the main man, salam bro, hope you're well, inshallah. He says, be patient with relationships, love the stream. Thank you, brother. I've been trying to reach out to you. If you've been getting uh, calls from a random number, that's me. I switched my number recently. So uh, I hope to get in touch with you soon, inshallah. And I don't see any more. I apologize if I skipped any super chats. I think we're good. Alhamdulillah. <clears throat> <clears throat> I wanted to make, but I completely forgot what it was. No worries, bro. Anhon, do you want to take over? I think people who are not married need to also be very realistic and understand that marriage is not the end of be all. It is not rainbows and butterflies. It is not this perfect solution for your life it is yeah. it is something that will have its highs and it will have its lows and it's definitely work like people have said you know it can be a very beautiful thing but it can also be a very ugly thing and you just have to be prepared for that and understand that this is this is just what Allah prescribed upon us to fulfill half our deen yeah. and that's it you know, you can have a deep connection. I'm not saying no. And if you want to have multiple wives, then you can have that too. Probably won't have as deep of a connection. 
But you just have to understand and be very realistic before going into all of this because you don't want to set yourself up for failure. You don't want to have this idealistic view and think that this is going to be a certain way and your life is going to be this and it's going to feel like this and it's going to be like this and then have it not be like that. Do you think a lot of Muslims and Muslims have bought the whole Disney fairy tale that like once you get married, once you find that person, it's like, that's it. There's no problem. Love is just an emotion, not always a choice and not always an act of worship at the end of the day to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is supposed to be easy and it doesn't take effort and energy and sacrifice. Do you think so, bro? A hundred percent. And I think that a lot of us know that it's not going to be easy, but we haven't internalized it. But every single person that is married, if you go to them and you ask them, is marriage easy? They will all reply the same thing. No, it takes work. It is so much baraka in the marriage, but it takes work. It's like you go up to a business owner who's a multi-millionaire, multi-billionaire, and you ask them, hey, was it easy? And they're going to be like, no, hell no, it wasn't easy. But you know what? There's blessing in it. Of course there's blessing. You got millions, you got billions coming in. Look what you could do with this. That's a great point. That's, I think, a very, very good point. And it reminds me of my, my point uh, from earlier. So, Jazakallah Khair. Um, which, first, I want to start with saying, a lot of people think once they have whatever they're looking for, I, I, initially, I like to use the example of money, but I think also marriage is suitable here. They think that whether they, uh, like whether, uh, once they get money or once they get married, their problems go away. And maybe some problems go away. Like if you're rich, you're not going to have money problems, but you're going to have other types of problems. If you're rich, you probably have businesses. You probably have people working on you. You probably have a lot of, of stress, a lot of things to worry about, you know. And maybe people would prioritize and, and, and prefer the freedom over the extra hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars that they make. Allahu alam. It really depends. Uh, same thing with getting married. Yeah, you don't have the problem of, okay, you know, I, I have these desires. Uh, you know, I want to be able to, you know, uh, experience intimacy and that stuff, but I can't because I'm not married. Once you get married, maybe you could do that, alhamdulillah, but you're going to have other issues. You have a whole other human being whose rights you have to fulfill. Maybe, you, uh, you know, your wife gets pregnant, you have a kid, you have a child you have to take care of, you have fights, you have... Uh, women are beautiful, but they're very emotionally volatile. As a man, you have to, you know, be ready to deal with that. Yeah. You have to be emotionally... Uh, I don't want to use kind of like Greek um, philosophies or anything, but you have to be stoic. You have to be kind of unmoving with her and you have to be understanding of her as well because her emotions are going up and down and she can't control that. You, your emotions are not doing that. They, as men, we, we don't, they don't go up and down like that. So you might see, well, she's, she's crazy. She's losing her mind or whatever, but th she's not. You know, that is generally how she feels. And as, as, as her, her husband, you're going to have to be there to not deal with this like it's a responsibility or like a chore but you know to, to, to help her out with it because it is your responsibility to to be there and help her for it with it inshallah way too many men hop on her emotional roller coaster and go along for the ride yeah <coughs> that's a good point unfortunately it's very difficult yeah. emotions are a very difficult thing to navigate even if you are good with emotions yourself once someone else is in your space and they're throwing their emotions onto you. That's a whole different game. Yeah. Yeah. 
and let me add sometimes the best thing to do is walk away right let me slip that in there it's 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 and you got this is this is our point you got to be ready you got to be emotionally intelligent you have to get to a point where you just know what to do in every situation and i guess a tip for the men a lot of the time when you don't do this every time sometimes your wife will need you but a lot of the time when you just walk away you know show fit bad she'll miss you and things will work out just a tip between you and me one-on-one but it was definitely not one on one. It's probably like one on three hundred, one on thousand, something like this. Inshallah, one in a million, man. No but worries, inshallah. inshallah, the whole point is be realistic, man. Because if not, then what's gonna happen is you're gonna have that post marriage clarity. You you heard of the uh, the post clarity? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, you do. You know this. All men know what the post. You know the. Uh, the post almond clarity. I'll leave it like that. I'll let you fill in the, wow. the gap with your imaginations. It's realistic. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Uh, let me take this one super chat quickly. Um, uh, Sass L. Jazakallah again for the super chat. Says there's nothing wrong with the being red pill aware, Rami. I don't know why you're singling me. Rami. <laughs> Me personally, like I'm the one with the <laughs> red pill, but it's okay. Uh, um, listen, I don't know what you mean by red pill aware. Do you just mean like aware of red pill beliefs and concepts? I'm red pill aware as well. I don't believe everything they do. And listen, I'm a Muslim. You know what Muslim means? You submit to Allah. You can submit to Allah and be aware of what red people, red pill people say red and believe in. <laughs> red people, <laughs> red pill people believe in saying all that stuff. At the end of the day, I'm a Muslim. If there's anything there that contradicts. Islam, I'm gonna call it out. Same thing with feminism. There are things in feminism that contradict Islam. I, we, that's literally the whole like, beginning of our channel, calling out feminism and and the crazy women, all that stuff. As soon as we flip the script and start talking about the other extreme, which is red pill and MGTOW and, and black pill and all this stuff, you guys get mad. Listen, we're Muslims. I'm not here to make you happy. I'm not here to say things you like. I'm here to say, inshallah, what is the truth? And obey Allah. Um, listen, as a Muslim, I'm Christianity aware. I'm Judaism aware. I'm aware of all other deans, but it doesn't mean I'm going to submit to them. And there might be benefit in many things, but Islam is the end all be all. And while there are a little bit of benefit in secular ideologies, depending on them, having the knowledge, understanding psychology, understanding social dynamics and stuff like that, ultimately things fundamentally will conflict with Islam. Yeah. And at that point, you need to be smart enough to make the discernments majority of y'all are not that's why we're advising against it because most people don't even know how to make that discernment to begin with so it's better safe than sorry but if you do it's it's like a flame it's like a double-edged sword you got to be careful with what you take and many times we look at one extreme being programmed but we fail to realize we are in the other extreme programmed ourselves yeah that's actually a great youtube channel niche if someone wants to hop on this idea, I will gladly give it over. The Islamic pill, or how uh, Abdul Wahab likes to say, the God pill. I'm it's telling true. you, right it's now, we're talking about RP, but in reality, it should be the Islamic pill. Now, why am I saying this? Because if you go deep into RP, you will see how deviated it is from Islam. It doesn't align with it. There are some parts of the line... There are some parts that don't align. There's a lot of parts that are beneficial. Like this guy is saying, oh, you should be aware of it. Yeah, no, you were correct. He'll correct. You should be aware of it. But then now we should have 
a brother actually come on the scene and start talking about the Islamic pill or the God pill, and they're over here just saying like the Islam side of what the RP side is. So instead of someone neglecting one and only accepting the other, what they're doing is they're understanding the concepts from the other that align with Islam and they're bringing it in to awareness for people to see what it is in a very simplistic way to understand because some guys they want to ignore the fact that women act a certain way women see things a certain way women will never feel the same as you in many regards and women are women men are men it's different we're completely different and they fail to see that whereas in rp they are kind of highlighting this but in Islam, you don't have many of the scholars, you know, may Allah forgive me, I'm not trying to speak badly on anyone, but you don't have many of the scholars highlighting this thing and highlighting the fact that, hey, sometimes if your woman is acting a certain way, then you should probably be acting like this, or you should probably do this, or you should probably, you know, step back, be a little stoic, control your emotions, control yourself. You don't have this being said. And what they have to understand is that the game may have changed, but the players are still the same. So if you can have a brother that's out here doing the Islamic pill, the God pill, like that would change the scene completely. So if anyone wants to take that idea, please. And may Allah bless these sheikhs, bro. May Allah also bless you immensely for what you just spewed out, bro. That was beautiful. And it makes me wonder why a lot of these sheikhs aren't saying it. It's not... Listen, do you guys agree that you can't be more pious than the Prophet Sallallahu you can't be on more of a haq than what Allah has already ordained. So why are we not just following the Qur'an? In Qur'an, does Allah not say that there is literally a step-by-step process in how we deal with things like when, for example, your wife disobeys you or displeases you and she's being arrogant and defiant. This is not a red pill, guys. This is literally what is in the Qur'an. And a lot of sheikhs that skim over this or brush this aside, that's not Islam then. Yeah, we, we're supposed to give the whole truth and, and, and the full truth. So yeah. any watering down, and this is the main problem with liberalism, the watering down of Islam, uh, the water, watering down of Islamic, you know, inter, intergender dynamics and that stuff, intersex dynamics. Like, do, did you guys, do you guys understand that there are intersex dynamics in Islam? These things exist. There are like international policies in Islam. These things exist. There are, um, you know, political endeavors and treaties and all these things in Islam. A lot of people don't actually see Islam that way, but... It's a big part of the religion. It's a part of submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's why, you know, people who speak the full truth are 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 important and crucial. And and I would say maybe even the sabiqun, they're the forerunners, the people who really carry the deen and do what the prophets were sent to do. Uh, you know, obviously not to the same level to the same uh, extent, but, you know, the same goal nonetheless, speaking the whole truth. Yeah, and this is where it all comes back to be realistic with yourself because the moment you can be realistic you can spot when someone else is being idealistic and again it's not a hit at any imam it's not a hit whatsoever it's just to say that some people are sometimes uh, they're in a different world they're in their own little world or maybe they're they're seeing things too idealistically instead of seeing the reality of things and if you can see the reality yourself, then you can see very clearly when someone else also sees the reality or if they're seeing an altered reality, if they're seeing just 
I don't know, their idealistic sense of what reality is. Alhamdulillah. This being said, tying it all back to finding the righteous spice. 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 <laughs> Guys, fine. Fellas, listen, chat, if you made it this far, Thank comment you, down below, hashtag spice, so we know who made it to the 51-minute mark, inshallah, so we know who the real family members are. But this being said, once you realize that you are at a point where you've tried and genuinely not just through words but actions you've put your money where your mouth is you don't just walk the walk you talk the talk and you get to a point where alhamdulillah you are fixing your affairs with allah you are on self-improvement you are correcting yourself and your flaws and trying to maximize your potential as a man or as a woman what then I must, I must be going it is Maghrib. You gotta go already, man? It's 9 o'clock and Maghrib. Actually, Maghrib is not till 9.44, I could say. You mean Isha? Isha is still not under the... Uh, Isha is not until 9.44, so I do have a moment. Inshallah. The God pro got this boy crazy. Yo, I just need the righteous spice, bro. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> All right, Bismillah. Ricky, is it paprika, bro? Real? You know paprika is the best spice. Hell no, bro. What? All right, all right. Ricky says, appreciate your brother as a group Christian, but I found Islam and I feel at home. May Allah SWT bless you and continue to guide your brother. We'd love to get you on the channel, inshallah, and hear your story. So I will continue my studies and reading my Quran, inshallah. I will take my shahada very soon, alhamdulillah. We invite you to come take your shahada yeah. online if that's something you're interested on stream. If not, we can always do it uh, in private. Please hit us up at the three Muslims on Instagram. May Allah bless you. Amen. I always love getting those comments, Amen. man. Um, RP fans, a hadith says arguing over Quran is disbelief. Oh, subhanAllah. Can someone quote the hadith, please? Or, or give the, uh, the source of it? I'd like to read up on it, inshallah. Something that I want to highlight for every single man. Every single Muslim man is to remember that we are in the dunya. And with that being said, nothing is ever going to be perfect. This, you might experience a good time. Like, oh, it's it's good time. You have money. You may have gotten a job or your business might have been successful. Or maybe you got married. Or maybe, I don't know, you, you, you've been in the gym and you've been getting results or something. Listen. The good times are very temporary. And I want you to think about a war. When you go to war, there are fights that break out. And you may win a fight. And you might have a, a peace for a very short amount of time. That peace is very short-lived. That peace is going to die out. And then it's time for the next fight. And this is what the dunya is. We're constantly in here. So you have to remember every single day is a fight in one way, shape, or form. Even when it's the good times, you have to understand that it's still a fight. And that little peace, that little happiness that you feel is very temporary and you cannot be delusional. You cannot get sucked up into that. And why do I say that? Because if you can understand that, if you can internalize that, it will allow you to level up as a man in ways that you never thought possible. Absolutely, 100%. And uh, Jannah is, is the ultimate goal, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, nine, Jazakallah khair for the $10 super chat. 
Uh, they say, is there a non-awkward way to let parents know that the lack of attraction can lead to sexual intimacy issues and it shouldn't be dismissed because he's a good Muslim or attraction will grow? Um, is there, well, subhanAllah, first and foremost, it's your right to say this. Um, it's your right to decide that you don't want to marry this person, whoever it is, for whatever reason. Uh, sisters have the right to decide that. I think sometimes they should take the advice of of the the parents, you know, maybe attraction will grow. But if you're a person who sees that, okay, I'm not going to be attracted to this person, it's not going to happen for whatever reason, then you're within your right to say no. Now, to answer your question yeah, specifically, do you just got to be respectful about it. You know, maybe you don't have to get into the nitty gritty. Um, you can if they try and dig deeper. You just have to say, listen, I don't want to marry this person. I don't see myself being with this person. Maybe he's a great guy. That doesn't mean he's great for me. I don't want to be with him. And if they can't understand that, you might have to get an imam involved and uh, just don't let them force you into it. Yeah, when it comes to the family, you just got to be honest. Like, if you hurt someone's feelings, you hurt someone's feelings. If you're not attracted to this person, just be honest. Say, look, I'm, I'm just not attracted to... Is this a, a sister asking this question? Yeah, it was a sister. Yeah, just tell them, like, look, I'm not attracted to this brother. And if, I have, if I'm going to be in a marriage with this, this guy for the rest of my life, like, I just don't see... It being of benefit if there's no initial attraction from the rip. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's completely okay. But you have to be honest with your parents. And even if the brother finds out, he's going to be attractive to someone else. This is the beautiful yeah. thing. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. But it is good to be honest. Can attraction now develop in the course of the marriage, nobody is saying it can't. Nobody's saying it's impossible. But why gamble on that? Because there is a big possibility attraction will only dwindle after marriage if it's not already there. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. There, there are a lot. There, there are big things for everyone that has to be there um, for the marriage to be successful. Um, and attraction is definitely one of them. Now, attraction can take form in different ways, right? Maybe he's a good-looking guy physically, but you know you're still not attracted to him for the way he behaves, the way he carries himself. That stuff is valid as well. So you know, don't don't let anyone convince you otherwise. Inshallah, if that's how you feel, there's no stress in it. If you change your mind, cool. If not, then you know they gotta accept that. Um, that's not on you. Huda uh, Qasim Jazakallah Khair says the key to living the best life is being balanced and modern. I'm assuming you meant moderate. Balanced and moderate. Islam is exactly that. Red pill and feminism are different sides of the same coin. 100%. One is just tiered towards men, one's tiered towards women, and, you know, whatever they want or think they want. <clears throat> Assalamu alaikum, brothers. Please shout out my son, Adam. He's a huge fan. Jazakallah khair. Shout out to Adam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. Adam, Habibi. Adam. Our brother, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. Random question, boys. What do you guys think of the name Adam? It's a beautiful name. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful name. Rami, what about you? I think it's a very nice I think... I mean, I didn't want to say this in case I named my son Adam. Actually, I think one of my siblings already called that name, so I can't anyways. But I think it's an amazing name, bro. It's, it's very nice. Interesting. All right, let's move on. Yeah. I'm not going to say any other names because I don't want anyone to steal them. Inshallah. Yeah, I was about to say I'm not going to review <laughs> the names that I'm going to name my kids. Yeah, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's between me and my wife and Allah. That's it. Alhamdulillah. 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 All right. I think we're probably getting close to end off the stream soon. So let's get final thoughts out there, inshallah. Final super chats for questions, please, inshallah, before we end. What do you guys Boom. have to end off with? All right, so next step, bismillah. Once you've already done this and you find this wife, 
you find a woman who Allah Mubarak, Allah has put in your life, there's still going to be that hesitation, that uncertainty. Is it really from Allah? Is it not from Allah? Istikhara dua, guys. Istikhara prayer. Like, I cannot stress this enough. Istikhara, istikhara, istikhara. Anho, do you want to quickly, without us, let's say, I don't want to divert it too much because we don't want to get to this point back. What is istikhara from your experience? How do you pray? And how do we use this as a tool to confirm that we make the right decisions such as marriage? It's a specific prayer that we pray in order to ask for guidance. And when you pray for this, you are asking for the specific thing. And you are asking Allah if this is good for me in my deen and in the akhirah, you know, in this life and in the next, then make it easy for me. And if it's not, then make it difficult for me. And I always like to add to it and just ask Allah to make it as clear as possible so that I don't have any doubt whatsoever. What about things that are meant to be, but they're also difficult in the journey? Hey, some things, the, what's worth having is not always going to be easy. So, again, this is where I ask Allah to make it very clear. Because even if it's difficult, but Allah is making it very clear, like, no, this is, this is it. This is the one. This is the path. This is what you're going to do. You have nothing to say. You have no doubts. Right? How can you fight against that? How can you go against that in your head saying, nah, but I don't know, maybe I made a, a mistake. Maybe I should have talked to this girl. Maybe I should have gone over here. No, no, no you pray this to Allah gave you a clear answer. Khalas. 100% bro, alhamdulillah, I agree. And you do this every step of the way in that journey. It shouldn't be a one-time thing. And then once you find more confirmation, more signs, Alhamdulillah, Rami, what are the parameters of how much you can talk to the sister before you immediately bring up the father? SubhanAllah, well, the scholars have difference of opinions on this. Um, some scholars say that you can speak to her basically once or twice just to get to know generally, basically, if this is the person that you're even interested in getting to know for marriage. And after that, you go directly to the father. So get to know the basics of anything, but I would say go ASAP. The only issue is some fathers are not willing to let anyone talk to their daughter unless their daughter has already spoken to them a few times. So talk to your sheikh about it. Imam Malik rahimahullah said the madhab of the layman is his sheikh. So go to your sheikh, your teacher, your scholar about it and ask them. Um, but that is the opinion that I have been given. Being safe is best. Go to the father ASAP. But if that's not possible, one or two conversations. If they want to extend it beyond that, do not do it. If the father doesn't want to talk to you, move on. Mm. That's, the, that's the best advice I can give you in regards to this. I love that you highlighted it, bro. Because how easy is it when the father says no that you just keep talking to the girl and getting more attached, thinking it's going to turn into a yes? Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, bro. It's, it's always like, I'm going to convince him. No, I'm a good guy. I'm going to convince him. Don't be an idiot, please. Just move on. <laughs> and don't be, don't be blue pilled, guys. Come on now. Don't be a simp. Now, one more quick thing, bro, before we address the super chat from, I think it's Alyssa. So inshallah, yeah. when it gets to a point that you have this clarity, bring up the father, talk to him as a man. Inshallah, Allah will make it easy. And if he doesn't, then it is what it is, like Rami said. But like Brother Anha mentioned, Istikhara will give you that clarity, inshallah. You talk to her, you do a halal. Do you guys agree, last question, that if you are in this state before nikah, then you're not technically 
married. So it doesn't make sense to do couple things or to act like you guys are already married or you're going to get married anyway and just assume the sale. And because of this, just strip more baraka away from your marriage in the future. Was that a question? Or yeah. Do you guys, do you guys agree that that's imperative that we just don't assume that, okay, we're going to get married anyway. So let's just act like whatever. Yeah. Let's be a lot of people. Subhanallah. This is something in Arab culture that they consider the nikah to be the engagement. I don't understand this. And then they say the walima is the actual marriage and you can't live with the girl after nikah. And, consummate the marriage because it's only the nikah like what is this yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there like no don't worry we did our fatiha we're good we did our fatiha and they're like hugging in public it's like shut up what what's that <laughs> what is it what do you mean you did your fatiha what, what the heck does that mean you're either married or you're not i mean we're engaged okay so you're not married so you can't touch you know, like oh man man last month i'll make it easy for us man some people <laughs> it's so stupid listen uh, you follow the rules or you don't. If you don't, okay, that's for you. That's your, you have to deal with that guilt, right? You have to deal with it on the day of judgment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us, make it easy for us. Uh, do you, you do it the way Allah wants uh, it to be done and he inshallah will put barakah in it or you don't do it the way he wants to be done and then you can't be mad when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't bless you in your marriage because you violated every single rule he gave you along the way. Would you reward your kid if you said do this and do that and do that and they, they did everything completely wrong knowing exactly how to do it but they decided to do it wrong? Would you still reward them at the end? So you can't be mad. But I think we should get to the super chat, inshallah. Unless Anhel, you want to jump in? Nah, I was actually going to say my salams, bro. I'm going to go pray, inshallah. No worries, inshallah. May Allah bless you, bro. Habibi. Love you all for the sake of Allah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Take care, inshallah. All right, so now to get to the super chat. Jazakul khair, sister. Listen, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. As a revert and only Muslim in my family, how do you deal with the pressure of, of choosing a spouse who will be their only exposure to Islam besides yourself? May Allah bless you all. Difficult. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. Dealing with the pressure, um, the pressure specifically, know that it's in the hands of Allah. Make dua, pray istikhara, leave the rest to Allah. If Allah is going to bless you and your family with a good um, good man, good role model, um, Muslim man and role model, that's up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So for the pressure and the stress of it, don't be pressured, don't feel stressed. If Allah blesses you with it, He blesses with you. He blesses you with it, pardon me. And if, if not, that's not in your control. There's nothing to be stressed about. The only thing you can do is make sure anyone that comes your way and proposes to you, or anyone you pr put a proposal out for, you have to make sure they are a good man, that they are a good representative, they are a good role model uh, of Islam for your family to see. And that just comes in time, right? So introduce them if you think they're a good person. Uh, ask around, ask the sheikh. Um, if he goes to the masjid, if he prays, if he's a good guy, ask people who have done business with him, ask people who have lived with him, traveled with him, his close friends, look at his socials, you know, see what kind of life he's living. And if you don't see anything wrong with it, then praise the khara, make dua and go for it. Inshallah, he will, you know, if your father approves and stuff, then, and the imam approves of it, then there shouldn't be much stress involved. Fahid, what do you think? What would you add or take away? Nothing, bro. All right. That was very succinct. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. Rami on some Andrew Tate comedy. Did anyone else get that vibe? I feel like that's such a weird comparison, but I mean... No worries. Just, if you guys got that vibe, let me know. Rami's married. Yes, I'm married. Alhamdulillah. Um, I, 
I don't know who this is about. I think that that is his demeanor. I don't believe he's sad. He's a compare. Talking about Anhill, probably. Yeah, Anhill, he's chill, bro. Anhill's just the chillest guy. I love that you just assumed it's Anhill. <laughs> what if it was you, bro? Uh, I listen, I don't think I look sad, man. I love Adam. I'm not chill either. At least not right now. Alhamdulillah. Mm. Um, Rami, all these steps and no stress. Listen, steps are not stressful. Not having steps is stressful because you don't know what the heck you're doing. So you have guidance. Alhamdulillah. Be happy, man. Thank Allah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Anything else you want to add before I end up the stream, my man? Honestly, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immensely bless our lives, our marriages. Even the ones that are single and allow us to get married if it's the best for us and allow us to get married to the best person at the perfect divine standard time possible. And of course, make marriage easy and something that we don't give up on if there is khair in it. Obviously, some marriages, divorce is the only way. But with these anomalies aside, it is a last resort option for a reason. Work on your marriage. If you are currently married, we're going to make another video in the future, inshallah, near future on actual advice for married couples. But if you're already married in a nutshell, how many of us give up on trying to make our marriage a priority, trying to keep it fresh, trying to keep it romantic? Like romance is a verb, not a noun. When did it become this thing where, oh, there's a honeymoon phase and then it's done and then that's it, bro? Like you don't charm your wife or as a woman, you don't please your husband. There's too many intimacy-less marriages. There's too many androgynous 50-50 relationships that I see today. It's unacceptable. This is not Islamic whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not saying it can be halal, but it's not Islamic. It's not befitting as Muslims to be imitating the kuffar, these modern Western marriages that are dysfunctional and go 50-50 on everything. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. Know your roles, stay within them, and appreciate your husband or wife for the differences that Allah has put in them compared to you. And most of the time, if you fell in love with someone for a reason and you had a certain type of dynamic in the beginning and things were good, then understand that it's up to you to maintain that. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that one of the roles and obligations for a man is for the maintenance of his wife. Now understand the modern dominant tafsir is financial maintenance for sure. But it's maintenance not in just finances or provisioning. It's in everything. Maintaining her emotional state, fulfilling her, not just financially, but physically, mentally, spiritually. At the end of the day, fulfillment is something that is well-rounded. It's holistic. It's not just in one way. And also, don't look at marriage as something that just roles and responsibilities. Right? Because Allah says in the Quran that we've, we've made spouses from you. Among you, we've made pairs so that you might find rest in them, tranquility in them. Mm -hmm. And there's passion, love, and mercy as well in another ayah between a man and a woman. It's not just always going to be roles and responsibilities, black and white, because then it becomes transactional, bro. Then it becomes a chore. That's all I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's beautifully said, and I think it's a great note to end off on, inshallah. I'm going to take a few more comments and uh, I think a super chat before we end. Rami, I love you, man. You need to know. I love you too. May Allah love you. Uh, may Allah love all of us. Um, open the phone line next time, Rami. Listen, next time, inshallah, we have a discussion, Discord, a call-in show, whatever. Hop on, bro. No problem. Alyssa, alaikum. She says, Jazakul khair, wa iyakum. Uh, side note, I don't know if the world is ready to see Anhil above 480p. <laughs> 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 Y'all wrong for that one. Uh, that's funny, man. And stationary, sitting in one place rather than uh, walking around. <laughs> May Allah bless them. Alhamdulillah. 
Uh, Alright, I guess with that being said, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all immensely. Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adab al-nar. Insha'Allah, we will see you guys on the next one. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.